0: Radio Sport Mornings with Jason Pine. Let's return to cricket. And for the last time to talk Cricket World Cup anyway, let's bring in Brian Waddle, who's been just doing amazing work over the last month and a half at the Cricket World Cup. Commentary, interviews, reporting, journalism, all of that stuff. He joins us now as he prepares to to put the World Cup behind him. Although, uh, if he's anything like our listeners... (laughs) that might take some time I'm not sure whether wads has to work through the five stages of grief or not uh, wads thanks for for stopping in for a chat on the radio sport morning show uh, how are you feeling uh, with sort of 24 hours hindsight after that uh, that incredible contest we saw play out yesterday at Lord's
1: well the fact that we did have an incredible contest that was uh, a game of cricket to probably beat most other games of one day cricket yet it has been overdone by the controversies and the mistakes that were made. And now we hear that uh, there was perhaps a genuine mistake over the overthrow, and yet there's four officials there. How can they make that mistake? To me, it's like rugby. You've got three, four people there who are charged with making sure the game goes properly, and yet you have a mistake like that made. And, of course, the original mistake was made by the ICC by having a system that is a gimmick out of the IPL where two sides battle it out for a period of time. They have the same score. They have a super over and still have the same score, but the person with most tattoos on his arm gets the win or some other silly way of sorting out a competition. Play it out to the end or have the side share the title that would have been a better outcome and everybody would have been talking about the positive things rather than the negatives.
0: Just on the the overthrow mistake, and and it has been shown to be a mistake, it should have been five and not six because the batsman hadn't crossed when the ball left the fielder's hand. The explanation that's been given by the umpires out in the middle, and I guess whoever is making comment on their behalf, is that there were so many moving parts at that time that it all got... Lost in that is that a fair response or not?
1: Well, I don't think so. That's why they have DRS. That's why they have television sets. That's why we know now that it was a mistake because somebody's gone back and had a look at it. So why didn't they go back and have a look at it? Because that was crucial to the final outcome of the game. And uh, I read with Simon Thorpe, who was an outstanding umpire from Australia, umpire of the year about three or four times. And he said they made a mistake and, and he wasn't going to bag the umpires and, and that's the way umpires are, they stick together. But the end result of it is it was a massive mistake that actually changed the outcome of the game. And those mistakes shouldn't be made because they've got the capacity to deal with them in terms of the DRS. And, uh, you know, I they, they spent a lot of time talking about it. So what were they talking about um, when they had the discussion over the issue. Those things will have to be discussed, I guess, when the ICC come to sit down and look back at the World Cup and how they can run it better. And there's a lot of other things they'll probably have to consider as well. But, uh, you know, we just move on. England have won the uh, the title uh, and uh, New Zealand have come away, I suppose, with the pain of victory, but it's defeat.
0: How should we assess New Zealand's World Cup as a whole, What's
1: Well, they did what they set out to do. They achieved everything but win the World Cup. They set the plan to make the knockout stage, get to the semi-finals, then get to the final, and then they reset for that, and uh, they have uh, been successful. And we've got to regard it as a success. But there are also lessons that have to be learned in terms of things they could have done better. There will always be things they could have done better and things that in future that they will have to look at to try and ensure that the side does go that one step further. That comes down to selection, uh, plans for how they play games, and being able to use a full squad. And I think that was, to me, one of the shortcomings, that we didn't see New Zealand play their best cricket, even though they got through to the final, yet they were capable of a lot more and we didn't see that, and those are the sorts of learnings that they will have to take from
0: it. I think we can probably safely assume Ross Taylor won't play another World Cup. He's, he's 35 now. I don't think he'll go around again. What do you think, though, what's about the likes of Colin de Grandholm, Colin Munro, Martin Guptill, Tim Southey? They're all 30-plus. Uh, can you see that quartet being involved in four years' time in India? Probably not. Uh, but if they are the best cricketers
1: and they are still playing the game to that kind of level, then they have to be considered. To me, the names that you've mentioned, well, Tim Sourley didn't get a fair crack. He had one game, and so we can't make a judgment on him. Colin de Grondheim, we know how talented he is as a player and what he can do, but he's hopelessly inconsistent, and we need consistency. He turned in one of the best bowling performances of a World Cup final. Ten overs, 25 runs. Shouldn't that be a good way to decide who is the winner of the World Cup rather than who hit the most scores or took the most singles? Colin de Grandhomme was outstanding with the ball, but he doesn't do that all the time. He had two or three good times when he was uh, right in the mix there with the ball, but then uh, he just wasn't able to deliver on a consistent basis with the bat. Two outstanding innings, but some sloppy dismissals that really set him back When you want him to be a match winner down the order and they had the likes of Jimmy Neesham, who I thought played an outstanding World Cup as things progressed, and uh, others around Mitch Santner, who who had a a job to do with the bat and, and did a pretty good job as best they could.
0: So, if we, uh, if we try to assign an emotion to New Zealand cricket fans, or, or if we, we try to work out how we should all be feeling, I still think we're trying to process it over here, Wads, as you probably are. How should we feel about the Black Caps, not only for what we've seen, but what we're about to see with a big summer coming up, and, and I guess over the next four years as we, as we chart a path towards India 2023? Well, I
1: think we should be positive. We should be proud of what they achieved. They achieved something that eight other countries weren't capable of doing, including the big countries, Australia, India, uh, South Africa being up there. New Zealand did what they had to do. They didn't play spectacular, exciting cricket at uh, every occasion. But when the moment came that they were able to do that, yes, they did. They were well led by uh, Kane Williamson. Yes, and I'm sure that Williamson will probably look back and acknowledge that he might have made a few errors along the way. But the final story is that they got to the final. Uh, And uh, you get there, only one person can win, or one side can win, and uh, it wasn't New Zealand. But there were players there, there were performances there that we should be positive about. The attitude of the players was uh, exemplary. They were the most popular side going around. You know, uh, sadly, New Zealand gets the tag of being Mr. Nice Guys of cricket. Well, I, I don't mind them being Mr. Nice Guys, provided they play the game hard, play the game well, and deliver the 100% performance that we expect from them. And that's what we saw. And so we've got to be proud of them. We've got to be positive. And we look forward to what is coming up now, a test match championship. I think that's exciting. That's something really to look forward to. And it's going to start in Sri Lanka in two or three weeks' time. And uh, that leads into England coming to New Zealand, Australia, the Boxing Day Test. The next uh, six to nine months are exciting, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not only uh, one-day cricket. It's T20s and Test matches. So let's be positive. Let's be excited. And let's be proud of the
0: New Zealand side. Good on you, Wads. Sterling work over there, mate. Travel safe. And thanks so much for joining us so often on the Radio Sport Morning Show.